Welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ, a podcast about everyday life from the spiritual, the physical, and the metaphysical perspective. Each week, I'll bring you episodes that have a casual, laid-back, informal, and spontaneous look at this thing we call life. I'm Sunny Don Johnston. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to Off the Cuff with SDJ. So excited to have you here today. And I know how many of you love it when I have some really cool guests. And I have a really cool guest. So I'm really excited to uh, bring her on and introduce you and uh, introduce, blah, 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 introduce her to you and her work because her work is so, so important. So come on in, my friends. Say hello. Let me know you're with me. You can hear me. You can see me where in the world you're joining us from. And we will get started in just a couple of minutes with our guest, Catherine Plano. All right. Hello, Pam and Kathy, Sonia Thomas. Hello, Nikki and Kathy. Good to see you guys. Come on in, friends. So excited to have. Um, so it is 6 a.m. on the other side of the world, which is the time that it is in Catherine's time zone. So we are um, very blessed that she uh, was willing to join us at our same 1:11 p.m. Pacific time. So I'm excited to have you guys join us. We're going to be talking today about the shadow. Ooh, did y'all know that you had a shadow? I sure hope that, you know, not just the shadow that comes from your, you know, like the light. I'm talking about the shadow that's kind of inside of you. Um, so we're going to dig into that in just a few minutes. Welcome, friends. Come on in. All right, guys. So I'm going to introduce you to Catherine. Let me go and grab her and bring her in. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Sunny. Good morning, everybody. Or oh, afternoon, sorry, on your <laughs> the afternoon. It's 6 a.m. on the 7th for you, and it's 1.11 p.m. Pacific time here in Arizona. That's right. So we are, I'm really excited to have you here because this is a topic I think that, that could use so much attention, and you don't hear a lot of people focusing on this. Back when Debbie Ford did her work years and years ago, and then it kind of just, I don't know, kind of fell to the side for a little bit. So I'm excited to have this conversation with you today, my friend. Great. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. All right. Well, I want to read your bio so everybody knows a little bit about who you are and why we're talking about this particular topic, and then we will jump into it. Okay. So an international executive coach and creative soul adventurer, Catherine Plano has dedicated her entire life to helping others transform their own lives into greatness. With more than two decades of flourishing corporate activities and leading countless renowned co companies, touching 100,000 lives through spiritual and mental reinvention. Catherine continues her mission of aiding companies and individuals in becoming aware of their limitless potential and using their extraordinary abilities to achieve their desired outcomes. Catherine believes that the more people we help tap into their potential power, the more the population will become awake to consciousness to shift the global mindset for the betterment of all of humankind. Okay, I'm going to need an amen on that. Like, yes, let's do that, Catherine. Beautiful. Welcome, my friend. Amen. Thanks yes. for the intro. Yes, that is uh, that is a great vision to have. I love 
the message. I love what your title is. So here's her title, friends. Y'all know how I like to think out of the box. And I've seen some of um, the things that Catherine has written about and, and the way she comes up with some of her titles, which I love. So here's her titles. The Queen of Transformation, Creative Soul Adventurer, and Modern Day Alchemist. Love it. All right, Catherine. So tell me a little bit about how you got into shadow work, because I think that uh, you know, for a lot of us, it, it kind of uh, was, there was a highlight, you know, a couple decades ago with Debbie Ford's work, but did it start there for you? Or is this something that you had discovered earlier on? It was through, uh, first of all, it was a little bit of Carl Jung's work, um, mm -hmm. who really uh, wrote uh, a lot about the shadow. There was even before that, a lot of the shamanic work and the shamans used to talk about the shadow. Sure. So it's not just, I think what Carl Jung did was really brought it to life and made it more, um, I guess, mainstream and and a place for us to look at it as a way for us to understand because it can be quite complex and quite deep. And then, of course, Debbie Ford, the beautiful Debbie Ford, uh, really loved her work. And so it's, it's one of those things that I've always um, – been intrigued with the shadow and it is one of those things that people shun away from because yeah. I think it's it's well they look at it as a as a dark topic one and it's not a dark topic and mm -hmm. the other thing it's it's one of those topics that you've got to own that you are accountable you cannot blame anybody yeah. and it's so much easier to blame others and blame the way that we were brought up and blame our parents and blame the world as to why we are the way that we are today so I think a lot of the reasons why people shun away from it is because the whole accountability piece. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, especially in the last 18 months, I've been doing a lot of shadow work and I think it's because of this um, whole experience that we experienced in 2020. Um, I think that there was uh, a, a lot more time with self mm -hmm. and thus, you know, especially in confined environments, I think that we really tested and really brought to light our shadow. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And I think also, you know, for those that follow Schumann Resonance, uh, if you have a look at the, the amount of light that is pouring on the earth, what's actually happening is a lot more of our shadow is bubbling up because the more light that is poured into the earth, the more light you shine on your shadow, it starts bubbling up for you. So you find that a lot of people are going through their own their own shit. Am I allowed to say the word shit? Their own yeah, stuff, oh, yeah. Right? We, we say words like that here. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yes. So so I think it's a really important piece and I think that for me it's been something I've been really honing into the last 18 months and really getting deep in the shadow work. And it's it's really, you know, I have etheric slaps over etheric slaps. I think that, geez, I've done all of this deep work for all of these years, but still it's mm -hmm. it's the, the shadow work is never done. There, it's, yeah. it's multifaceted and there's many layers to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that I, I agree with your um, – your observation of the, you know, the light coming in because the way that it's been showing, been shown to me when so many people in this last month, I've seen a lot of people really struggle to kind of find their center. Um, and, and, and what have the messages that have come to me from spirit is really about um, the density is being released as that light is coming. And so in order to release the density though, you got to know it's there. And yes. you got to be able to really look at it and you got to move through it and, and you got to move. And so yes. 
Um, I think that that the the way that uh, people do that is very different, and so many people get stuck in the resistance. So I loved when you said, because I'm a big fan of this, no more blame, no more, you know, blame and shame and guilting everybody for everything. Just like whatever the situations were, whether it was your fault or not, it's your responsibility now to show up and shine. So tell me how, how that, how did you get to a place of moving from, if you were like, I was a blame person. I was like, well, my dad was this, my boyfriend was that, my son's, you know, like had these excuses. And then all of a sudden it was like, man, when I have, when it's my responsibility, I actually have power now instead of giving all my power to them. So how did that happen for you, Catherine, that you were able to go into a place of really taking that responsibility? Cause it's a, it's a big step for a lot of people. Yeah. And for me, it was, I think I was playing a little bit of the victim mm-hmm. in my life. And I think it's, it's the thing for me, it was looking at, uh, the my timeline right from the time I was born right up to this this age and it's actually looking at it and saying okay these are these repeating patterns and I can't blame my partners I can't blame because the common denominator was me I was I was the person that was still showing up in these different relationships different year different times different people but same shit Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, okay, there's something here. There is something that I need to really look deep within myself. What is it that I'm not acknowledging? What is it that I'm not accepting? What is it that I don't want to see or own? Right. And that's how it started because for me, it was more so that I had these repeating patterns over and over again. And I just got to a point where I was just you know, I can't continue to play this victim mentality for the rest of my life or this victim girl that, you know, poor me or why me. It was a matter of time to do something about it, Catherine. Right. Because we kind of get, I I don't know if this is like for you, but for me, it was like, I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired of my own shit. Like, I'm like, oh my God, here we are again, Sonny. You know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, when- and I think- Go on. Yeah. I, I just think that it, I think there's there will come a time naturally where people will uh, get sick of the same old story, the narratives that play out. And I think it's it, there's a level of consciousness that needs to play out here. It's not just about because when you're talking about shadow, it's most of the time it's unseen, it's unconscious. We're not even aware of it. So there's a level of being present and conscious within yourself, your thoughts, your narratives. Um, your emotional triggers, um, you know, just being conscious of these repeating patterns. And then it's about breaking the patterns. Once you're aware of what these patterns are, you can actually do the deep work. Right, right. So how do you become aware of the past? So, well, maybe we should start for those of you that, that might not be familiar with the shadow, like, okay, so the shadow is the subconscious thoughts, beliefs. Um, and, and, and so for you, if somebody was new to this, is there any other ways that you would explain the shadow side so people can really understand? And it doesn't have to be something to be scared of. It's something that's a part of us. But if we shine the light on it, it's a positive thing. It doesn't have to be negative. No, that's right. So if you think about walking down the street, you can see that we all have a shadow, right? It's just that are we conscious of it? No, we don't even, we don't, it's not like we look at our shadow and go, hey, shadow, there you are. We don't. We just continue on with our life. So it is one of those things that, it is a part of ourselves that we don't want to acknowledge, that we don't want to accept or we don't want to see or own. And it's 
the shadow gets a bad rap. It's not always negative because what resides in the shadow also things like your talents, your gifts, and your potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that's that's what that's what it is. Now it's multifaceted because some and it depends. Some people will say, you know, some so for example, you know, Carl Young. Um, and uh, Debbie Ford and, and and a lot of people will talk about the shadow starts from the time you are going through your development phase. So from the time that you were born right up to the age of seven, whatever you experienced, uh, however you were judged, uh, if you were not accepted, if you felt abandoned, all of these things uh, that you experienced as a child, this is how the shadow uh, came to existence. Um, if you do the shamanic uh, work. Uh, they talk about it's passed on through part of your DNA, the DNA past right. life, generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's how it comes to fruition, right? So that's how it comes to life, and it's it's not it's not always negative. The thing here is for us, I guess, our job and our work is to integrate the shadow, and the way to do that is to bring more light to it, mm-hmm. because the more light we bring to those blind spots or the dark aspects of self the more it dissipates. Right. So what we want to do is do we ever get rid of our shadow completely? Not really. I don't think we do because, I mean, I've been doing this work for a long time and I still have shadow aspects of myself pop up. Mm -hmm. We can make it smaller though. And and it's more about accepting it. Yeah. Yeah, and embracing it, it, right, so that it's a part, it's recognising it because when we hit the light on it, then it doesn't seem so dark and so scary and it's just a piece of us that can actually help us grow and expand. That's right. I always say dance with your shadow. I mean, I'm a bit of a dancer, so I love to dance and do a bit of a waltz with my shadow because if you think about it, your shadow is the the parts of you that are not accepted, mm-hmm. all right? So then if you, if you bring more acceptance and love to the shadow, this is how we start doing the integration part. Yes. Um, and then also once we do the integration part, this is how we also tap into our talents, gifts, and potential mm-hmm. because once we befriend it it's because not 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 you know because the more we respond and react to our shadow the bigger it gets right right and and, mm-hmm. and then it has more control in our lives more power in our lives it takes more of our energy and attention versus when we love it so instead of having fear of it when we love it then we really can get into that energy of embracing and expanding us into uh, higher higher vibration because we're, we're accepting ourselves it takes yeah. a lot of energy to to not like all these parts of ourselves. It does. It does because yeah. that's not our. That's not what we're. Our our essence is. Uh, our truth is of love, and right. so thus we, uh, when we are not, we are distancing our, ourselves from the heart and from love because we are being judgmental. Mm-hmm. And the best way to really start to acknowledge the shadow is to be. An observer, and this is why I was saying it takes a lot of consciousness, a lot of presence about you to be the observer without judgment, which is really, really cre- critical to understand that we do not judge. Because I know I used to hear myself saying, "Oh God, you're an idiot! Oh, I can't believe you did that." Yeah. This is just feeding the shadow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is just making it bigger. But when we observe without judgment and go in there with a the curious mindset. Mm, I wonder why am I feeling this way? Oh, I wonder why I said this. One of my biggest aha moment, and um, was in, in in the last eighteen months, and I'm I'm happy to share this, is I was having a conversation with someone, and I said, "You are such a coward." 
such a coward. And um, and that individual uh, actually said to me, now you talk about the shadow. If, if I'm holding that mirror up right now, what is coming up for you? And I had such a shock because I was able to connect with so much of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I literally had a, 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 a like a, a physical reaction to it mm-hmm. that once I acknowledge it, it, it. It's almost like it dissipated. Yeah. And so this is when I was saying at the start, I had lots of etheric slaps because mm-hmm. of uh, not being as busy, not traveling as much and spending a lot more time with yourself and journaling. A lot of stuff was coming up for me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think that a lot of times that, that's part of the way that, you know, you know that it's a shadow. It's also that that button that's inside of you that gets activated that you don't know, you don't know why. It's just all of a sudden you're having this reaction and you're like, where did that come from? And it doesn't match what the circumstance or the or the situation is. So the when when we get into that kind of shadow energy um, and, and we recognize it, it can be, gosh, to me it seems like it's almost so much more freeing to recognize what it is because in that awareness you have the freedom then to just say oh okay where that's where it came like the 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 conversation i have within myself is similar to what you were saying with yours and what i do is i go huh isn't it interesting this is the way i am perceiving that isn't that interesting that that is the way that you are feeling about what that comment was isn't that interesting so i get again the observer that can that can take it in as curiosity or interest versus, oh, my God, I can't believe, blah, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that, you know, um, when we, uh, when you're talking about perception, like per- we, when we perceive something, when we perceive something, we, we project, perception is projection. Mm-hmm. And this is a great way of identifying what is it that I'm projecting into my environment, into my world, into my relationships? Because we do, we project our shadow onto our partners. We project our shadow into our work, into our environment. So you look around you, how do you see the world around you? How do you see those relationships around you? Because that's the first one is to understand your projections, mm-hmm. which is really key. The second one that's really important is your emotional triggers. Mm-hmm. It's every time you get triggered and that's the hook, right? That's the hook. It's 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 really about you going in the curious mindset. Oh, why am I feeling blah? Why am I feeling jealous? Why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling whatever that may be? Um, and so this is this is when you start acknowledging the shadow more and more. So the first is projection. The second one is emotional triggers. Mm-hmm. The third one is like I was explaining the repeating patterns. So I like to write down things like. From the age of the time when I was born, from then till seven, what kind of what was the the, ha, the patterns or what happened in that time from the age of seven to fourteen? What happened in that time from fourteen? To, and I do it every seven years. And then what I do is I have this page, and I can share it with with you and for your listeners. There's this page, and then I get to see a bit of a narrative. When I start seeing this repeating story, the narrative, I'm going, okay, this is where I need to do the deep work. Right. So it's really. Um, uh, important to be more conscious and then of course journaling is massive as you know I do a lot of writing journaling for me is is so big so for me it would be things like you know what parts of myself do I judge on a day on a day I we all judge ourselves right 
I'm too fat, I'm too old, I'm too whatever. What part of myself do I not love or do not like? Mm -hmm. uh, what part of myself do I uh, fear? So one of the things that I had to do a lot of work with is standing in my light, standing in my power, standing in my truth. Yeah. Fear of being judged. Mm -hmm. Fear of what other people would think of me. Right, right. And I, I think a lot of people sit in that place, especially with all the change that's happened over this past year and being comfortable in how things were, except for not, and then having this time and this space to start looking at, okay, how do I really want to show up? And is that really what I want to do? And is that really how I feel? But because we've had the space to then go, okay, so what do I really want? And sometimes that can be scary, right? It can be scary to, to, to step into to new uh, new areas. And, and at the same time, if you are not addressing the parts of you that are just in that fear-based place because of the shadow, maybe something, you know, maybe something happened when you were young or when you were a teenager and, and, and it's looking at it and saying, okay, and I can now in my conscious awareness today, I can make a different choice and I can bring light to that circumstance instead of keeping it in the dark, kind of like hiding secrets, so to speak. Yeah, it is. It is. It is very much. And it's like, and I think that too, as as I was explaining it too, that the, the thing I forgot to mention is I'm actually feeling lighter. And I've said this to somebody uh, just the other day, actually. I feel that all this shadow work is actually shifting even the way that I look because mm -hmm. I've been carrying this baggage for such a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a denser energy. It is a, a lot denser. So for the sure. more that you... You accept your shadow and love your shadow because remember, this is this is um, when we are judging ourselves or judging others. We are not accepting ourselves or accepting others for who they are. Yes, yes. So when you think about, you'd mentioned earlier, you said integration, integrating the shadow into um, the self, really, and and, and owning all parts. What does that look like to you? Is it just literally just acknowledging it like you were saying, recognizing your projection, your emotional triggers and and your um, uh, patterns? Or is there other work like I'm a fan like you of, of writing, getting getting that and from getting it out of here, out of the body and onto paper so we can see it, recognize it, feel it um, and oftentimes release it. But are there other ways that you can integrate that, Catherine? Oh, there are so many ways you can do it. So one is journaling. So as I explained, journaling, and I think it's 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 I like I call them my, my morning pages. So every day I write pages and pages of things that are on my mind, things that I'm feeling. Uh, what am I judging? As I was saying, anything that I dislike, judge, or fear about myself, I'll write them down. Um, and I think the deep work when you're doing the journaling is really having a look at your timeline and some of these repeating patterns so it might have been something that for example uh when you were younger you were not accepted fully for who you were and thus this pattern continued mm -hmm. uh it could be uh an abandonment is a very common one where people you know if you think about parents and i know even for myself i had to have this conversation with my son i was a single mother and um for me for many years for 11 years and so for me i had to uh you know work and um, and then you know, quite often my son had to go to pre-care, school, aftercare, and I'm sure he would have experienced a level of abandonment. Mm -hmm. But 
if that if you carry that abandonment and then then that is something that we've had a conversation about so he doesn't carry it uh you know into the rest of his life mm-hmm. um i think this is a, a big one right so the, you, i know a lot of people that i've spoken to will say abandonment abandonment comes up for them and that's purely because you think about our parents did the best that they could right mm-hmm. they always had to work and so forth but thus how we interpret that as a child is very different Right. My mother or father doesn't care for me or my mother and father doesn't love me or right. they don't want to spend time or I must not. I must be really bad because they don't want to invest time with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing is to look at what was expected of you as a child as well and what was expected of you as a partner, as a lover, as a wife, as a husband, whatever, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So when you start seeing a real clear pattern of, uh, behaviors of emotions that the journaling is the deep I think is the most profound and deep work mm-hmm. once you then you this is how you bring light to it once right. you bring light to it is then doing the meditation a meditation and everyone has different types of meditations but I think that the one that I love to do is to do a meditation with chakras because we all know that there's certain uh, chakras like for example an emotional fear will block our um, a base chakra, which is all about safety and survival. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, if you feel in an environment, I do not feel safe, then there's obviously a lot of fear within that chakra. So chakra work is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I know for me, for, for me, one uh, that still pops its little head up is guilt. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. And so that sits within your uh, sacral so with guilt here, it's like, do I really uh, allow myself to stand in my light and enjoy and 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 enjoy what I do? So mm-hmm. chakra is the chakra work is meditation chakra. You can even do some people do clearing with crystals uh, mm-hmm. as a way to help um, cleanse your chakras. So yeah. I find that they're probably the the go to is journaling, doing the deep work. And doing the meditation, uh, there are many types of meditations that you can do. There are some, some uh, shamanic meditations as well that do the shadow work that mm-hmm. you can go on YouTube and download or um, and even like the chakra one. So they're probably the, the ones that I um, lean on the most. There's a there's a great um, somebody's asking in the in the in the um, comments here. Um, Chris Volker actually has a great chakra um, um, clearing um, meditation and it is using sound. So it's yes. using the sound of each one of the chakras and moving that energy up. And I'll tell you what, when you get to about, for me anyway, when I get to about my throat, maybe up into my third eye, I'm so lightheaded. Like you can literally feel the energy clearing as you move through the sound of each one of those energy centers. So, and I'm sure there's some on YouTube and things like that, but Chakra Clearing is the name of Chris Volker's. You can go on um, on iTunes, I think, and grab it there. Um, and then that just, it, all of the things you just said are all great tools. And, and it depends on what you identify with and where you are um, in your life. Like sometimes, or, or in where you are in your life in the moment. Like sometimes a, a quick meditation is going to be easier than doing 10 pages of journaling. And then sometimes journaling is going to be what's going to really move the emotion. So you got to do what fits for you where you are also. That's right. And I think when you talked about that, I, that's another thing I've done too, sound baths. I yeah. love sound baths. Amazing. But it could be just a walk. You yep. could just contemplate with no iPods, no music, no nothing, no podcasts, and just go for a walk and contemplate with the self. That's a great way of, and so I know some of uh, people I work with will just record themselves when they come back from their walk, some of the things that have popped up for them. Right, 
Right. Yeah. So it, w- w- the, the most important piece is really just getting present enough to know what's there and not ignoring it, denying it or pretending it isn't there and, mm. and, and shining the light on it. That's right. And, you know, even like some, some, I know that some clients as well, they've actually had physical. So when there's a block within a chakra, let's say, let's say standing in your truth, right? Your throat. Um, and then with, with this in here, I know that some uh, people have had, uh, they constantly sore throat or they've had thyroid issues. Sure. Even if you've got physical things, this is <clears throat> this is a, uh, another way to identify, okay, this chakra is blocked. Yeah. Uh, so what part of the that, you know, so it's, it's, it's all about truth. So I'm not standing in my truth. I'm not standing in my light. And so that could be another way to identify the shadow where it resides. Right, right. Yeah, based on what your body's telling you. That's for right. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's 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 great work. And I, I think a lot of times when we can, you know, it's it's like a lot of people, I think they're like, I just want to know the truth. Just tell me the truth and then I can deal with it. But don't lie to me. Well, this the 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 the, the shadow to me, it's almost like that's how we lie to ourselves. And when we just look at it and see it, then we know the truth. Then we can do, you know, we can we can face everything because we know the parts of us that are going to hold back. They're going to hide a little bit. And we can be like, yeah, that's that part of me that just has a tendency to want to be a little girl or be the victim or what have you versus the the sense of having to um, like, nope, I'm just perfect the way I am. And, and not that we aren't perfect the way we are. I don't mean it that way. But we always have work to do if you're in a human body. It doesn't That's matter. True. You know, you said, Catherine, you've been doing this for two decades, this kind of work. I've been doing this for, for three decades. Like uh, we're digging into all this stuff and there's still shit there. You're like, yes. oh, my God, does it ever end? Nope, it does not. Not if you have a human body, it doesn't. No, that's so true. And the other thing that I, as I'm, I've got a little photo of myself when I was little um, and the, the inner child work is another great way. So if you want to connect with your inner child and have a photo and so when you hear the inner critic, that's another aspect of the shadow. So when the inner critic comes up, you can actually go, oh, interesting, would you speak like that to this little Catherine here? And there, you know, that that's another way to identify some of your shadow aspects is actually uh, connecting with that inner critic. Yeah, yeah, because that voice... We all know that voice and it's the one we want to tell the fuck off. But a lot of times we don't. We just empower it more and more and more, you know. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I love it. So if they want to find out more about shadow work, I think that you mentioned that you had a um, a gift. Let's see, like how to dance with the shadow workshop yes. yes yeah i am so i am going to uh be doing a short workshop and uh for those that want to come along um and that listen to this show happy to uh give away some tickets um it is going to be fun there's a lot lots of activities so if you're prepared to do the deep work and um and uncover those darker aspects of the self then i invite you to the shadow work Awesome. Awesome. So you guys can go to her website, which is katherineplano.com um, to get information about all of her fascinating uh, deep work. It is deep work, guys. It's, this is not the stuff that's like the lighthearted, fluffy stuff. It's the deep work, but you can do deep work and still be in joy and, 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 and enjoy the process, right? Spot on. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, it, the deep work is amazing. People walk out of there and they look physically different. Yes. Yes. 
You know, we yeah. used to, we've, we've done, I've done retreats, spiritual retreats for 20 years. And um, I do them up in Sedona a lot of times, but we've done them all over the world. And we um, will take a picture. So we started doing this after like the fourth one. And I'm like, my God, you look so different. So we started taking a picture when they got there and then the picture right before they left. And I mean, it was like, it is like you, it's in, it's not, it's undeniable. You know, just yeah. the lightness, like the, you know, they drop, they drop 10 pounds of density, of heaviness, of fear, of judgment. And, and you can see the light shining through them. It's such great work. You're doing such great work, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, my friends. So now we're going to switch over to, um, I just got some off the cuff questions for you. So that's what we do yes. in off the cuff is we like to throw out some just questions of, of uh, anything that just comes into my mind, which could be scary. <laughs> Okay, let's go first for it. Question, first question I have for you is, um, what is the most favorite place that you've ever been in the world and why? Oh, I have to say France. I was born in France. I love France. I have my, I constantly, I wake, I have this routine that I wake up every morning and I look at chateaus in France. Mm-hmm. I have my soul is calling uh, to go back there eventually. Um, so France, I have to say France. And that's where you were born. I was born there. I was born there. Was that your first language? Was French your first language? Yes, it is my first language. So when I came to Australia, I was only seven. So, uh, yes. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Good for you. All right. Um, I haven't, I have not been to France. So, um, it's beautiful. Okay. There's so much history. That's, that's on my, have you been to the United States? Yes. Yes. I used to go, I mean, well, before this, I used to go nearly every year. Yeah. Okay. Okay, very cool. Well, one day I'm coming over to visit you. You must. Okay. Um, all right, next question is, what was your first job? <gasps> hairdressing. I was a hairdresser. Yes, I was well, started hairdressing. Yeah, I started hairdressing. I think I was 16 years old. Yeah, so I cut my own hair. I still, I mean, I, during this lockdown, it was, it was funny because my friends were like, I can't go to the hairdresser. I'm like, see, you should just cut your hair, get a packet of color and whip it on yourself. And that's what I do. Well, you have those great curls that a lot of us would really like, and then everybody that has the curls doesn't want them. So I know um, we're never happy with what we've got. Right? I know it's all, that's how it always is with hair. Yeah. It's it's a thing for especially yeah. for women. I don't know about for men, but I have a son that has curls just like yours. I'm like, how did that bypass me? <laughs> you know, yeah, and my son has curly hair like me too, and he gets all cut like short, yeah. so it doesn't. It looks all straight down here, and he's kind of starting to allow it to wave a little bit. But yeah. he's starting. I think he's starting to love his hair. But oh, for a long time, he's he? straighten it. Yeah. How old is he? No, he's twenty seven this year. Twenty seven. Okay. Yeah, he's twenty six. Yeah. Twenty seven. So my son just. My son's going to be twenty four, and he just started letting his curls like they're they're about this long now. He just started letting them go, and oh my gosh, they're so cool. I love them. Yeah. Okay, hairdresser. That's awesome. All right. Um, next question is, what is a quote that you live your life by or a belief or philosophy that you live your life by? Uh, be or not be, that is the question. I think it goes something like that. I always say, 
be or not to be or not to be that's it to be or not to be that is the question that always pops into my mind mm. because i think it's really important i always say what are you being it's all about being you know we we're, we're caught up in this society where we we're uh wanting more having more 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 money more business a bigger better relationship whatever that may be it's always about um definitely about having so mine is more about being mm-hmm. i love that Love it. Um, okay. And do you, well, what do you have that you have bought over the last year that you cannot live without? Like your favorite purchase that you've um, got over this past year that you absolutely love and don't want to live without maybe? Oh, there's two things that I can't live without. Hand cream and lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> I am constantly, I've got hand cream everywhere, like one in my bedroom, one in my office, I've got everywhere. So it's always, I need to have moisture on my hands and my lips. Okay. Interesting. So now is it like, so is hand cream, because Australia might be a little, so is it, is that like lotion or is it actually specifically for the hands? It's for the hands. No, okay. it's actually hand cream in a tube. Okay. And is your lip stuff is it colored or is it just a lip gloss it's got a little bit of color yes it has a little bit of color i don't have i go all it's always going to be color and i like wearing neutral colors or red and pink but it has to have color can't be completely no color no i like color too awesome all right last question my friend if you could have a billboard anywhere in the world what would it say and where would it be oh uh, what a great question. I've got New York. Don't ask me why. I do love New York. Uh, so I've got a billboard of New York. And it, I, be your authentic self. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a good message. That's uh, what's popped up uh, in this present time is be your authentic self. Yeah. Well, that's a great message. It's one we could all, we could all uh, 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 um, strive to be in each and every moment are authentic. Yeah, because I, I, I think sometimes we're afraid to, and I know for me, I'm, I think because for me it's always we're trying to be somebody else or trying to be something else or not happy with, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know, some, if you had an accent or, you know, we're constantly trying to be instead of just being our authentic self. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so much easier when you're just yourself and not worrying about being somebody else. It's a lot of work mm-hmm. trying to be somebody else when you're not. Yeah, so true, so true. For sure, for sure. All right, my friend. So Catherine Plano, for those of you that want to connect, again, you're going to go to her website, catherineplano.com, to get some more information about her work. Thank you so much, sister, for getting up so early and coming to join us. Uh, It was such a great conversation, and I know uh, one that a lot of people needed to hear. So thank you, my friend. Thank you so much. It's been fun. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Off the Cuff with SDJ. If you gained some knowledge, if you felt a connection, if you got some ahas or insight into this thing we call life, if you feel like you're a little more elevated than you were before you listened to this podcast, then please subscribe to this podcast. And if you're already signed up, please rate and review it. I'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to get more information about me and what I have to offer, go to my website, sunnydonjohnston.com. Thanks so much, my friend, and I hope to see you next week.